Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going, Randy? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we reached the end of the road with Enterprise. Yeah, it's been a long road. And our time is finally here. It is here. That is true. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to do this. Um, I mean, do anything to kind of uh, get out of the way, as it were, before we start? Uh, there's some more Discovery casting. Um, oh, I yeah. I didn't look into that too that. much because uh, I've been busy <laughs> with work. But. Yeah. We've got some, some casting of Klingon characters, apparently. And the uh, lead. Oh, yeah, there's that little detail. Just just a slightly important. Yeah, I feel like this casting might be a little bit of a spoiler for fans of the series this actor is currently on. <laughs> I, I, why, I don't know what you're talking about. Unless she can uh, handle it at the same time, which uh, eh, probably not likely. Uh, so the main, the lead, is Sinequa Martin-Green. Mm-hmm. She's currently on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she'll be the uh, the protagonist, the lead of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, who's a lieutenant commander, I believe. I think that that's been announced, or maybe not. I know that there have been, there were some uh, interviews uh, with Brian Fuller a while back where he said, "Oh yeah, this is going to focus on like a lieutenant commander with quote unquote with caveats." Hmm. Okay, so you know, let the speculation begin. Um, I mean, the whole idea of seeing the show from the point of view of, uh, of the, of someone who's not the captain. I mean, I guess it's never been, it's never like the shows are like first person or something. <laughs> it's not like TNG focuses exclusively on Picard, right? Um, but I wonder if, uh, I just think it leads to some things and the, in the, or some possibilities. And one of the immediate thoughts I had was, oh, what if, this is a lieutenant commander that's not ready to become captain and something happens and she's has to take over as, as the commanding officer of the ship. Yeah, that would make sense. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we just, we know that this is meant to be more, um, okay. Wait, episodic's the wrong word. <laughs> it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be more of a, like a serialized show. Right. Right. Um, you know, so maybe they could have something happen like that. I mean, any, I guess anything's really possible. We'll have to see. But that's cool. Uh, wait, who does she, she play on The Walking Dead? Uh, I don't watch that show. So. <laughs> Clearly, I have not watched it enough. But she's one of the kind of main characters. Maybe like a sub, sub main character. <laughs> she's like a lieutenant commander of The Walking Dead. So there you go. So did you see anything else about the uh, other casting? Yes, I'm looking at this uh, Hollywood Reporter article. Oh, they're pretty in the know. Uh, so Chris Obi, Shazad Latif, and Mary Chifo, I hope I'm mm-hmm. saying their names correctly, are right. going to be playing Klingons in Discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to quote the article, uh, Obi will start as Takuvma, Takuvma, the Klingon mm-hmm. leader seeking to unite the Klingon houses. Latif is set as Cole, the commanding officer of the Klingons and protege of Takuma. And mm-hmm. Chifo will portray Laurel, the battle deck commander of the Klingon ship. Huh. So I think there's like a little bit we can take from that. Um, just the very fact that they've made a casting announcement about Klingons. Um, 
Well, we are going to see different crews. Yeah, so it it definitely doesn't sound like these are just, like, guest stars. You know what I mean? It it sounds like they're going to be cutting back to... uh, to you know cling on uh cling on government um sounds like there's there is definitely going to be a Klingon ship that plays a big part so yeah i mean i'm i'm i gotta say i'm really excited about this show i know a lot there's always lots of things that can go wrong but and i know that you know brian fuller no longer being involved is a bit of a warning flag but i'm i'm still i'm i'm really excited really holding out hope that it uh it turns out to be really special. I feel like it's been too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to have Star Trek nights again. I mean, I have been having them with Enterprise, but I'm ready for there to be new unexplored territory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, you want to cover some familiar territory? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's talk about Enterprise. Uh, season 4, Episode 21, Terra Prime. Original air date, May 13th, 2005. Uh, the episode begins with Paxton, who's Peter, played by Peter Weller. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on the main viewer on the Enterprise and is making a broadcast about how the citizen soldiers of Terra Prime will protect humans against its most dangerous enemy, T'Pol and Tripp's baby. <laughs> Uh, that's opening credits. Uh, when the episode comes back, Paxson says that he will give all aliens 24 hours to leave the solar system. And after that, if there are any aliens left behind, Paxson and Terra Prime will fight back, starting with the destruction of Starfleet Command. Jeez. Yeah. What, what a nice guy. You know, he's giving <laughs> them a chance. He's giving him a chance, right? He, <laughs> sure. He's basically like, get off my lawn. And by the way, my lawn is the entire planet. Well, actually, no, he's saying they have to leave the Sol system entirely, right? Right. It's not just Earth. Nope. Hmm. Uh, Paxson fires a warning shot at Enterprise, and Archer retreats to Earth. Uh, on Earth, the alien ambassadors tell Minister Samuels about the protests that are happening around their embassies. Hmm. A lot of uh, anti-alien sentiment going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. (laughs) Uh, Later, Samuels is aboard Enterprise. Archer tells him that Enterprise can't attack the Array because T'Pol and Trip are still there as hostages. And an attack could cause an explosion that would kill thousands of colonists. Samuel says that there's even more at stake. Within the next 30 months, 14 comets will hit Mars and the dome cities will be in danger without the array. Archer agrees to send in a small team. Uh, on Mars, Paxton shows the baby to T'Pol and Trip. Paxton reveals that he got their DNA via a Terra Prime agent that's on Enterprise. Uh, Paxton needs Trip to refine the targeting system of the array. Uh, on Earth, Reed meets with Harris to get more information on the Mars facility. Uh, on Enterprise, Archer, Reed, and Mayweather reveal to Samuels how they are going to get on Mars by flying a shuttle pod in the tail of a comet that is already headed for Mars. Yeah, pretty clever. How convenient that there's a comet coming. Yeah, yeah. It just so happens that one of these comets we talked about is headed right there. And, oh, also, it's also convenient, by the way, that this comet is not going to endanger, you know, any of the settlements. 
And it's uh, very helpful that Mayweather has experience flying around comets. Yes. Um, in the brig, Gannett reveals to Mayweather that she is not a Terra Prime agent. She's actually working for Starfleet Intelligence. Yeah, likely story. Well, I don't think he believes her, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't believe her. Yeah. Uh, on Mars, Trip is working on the targeting system and talks to Greaves about why Greaves is in Terra Prime. Uh, Greaves says that the Vulcans could have stopped World War III, but they wanted humans to be weak so they could take over more easily. Hmm. Uh, Trip punches Greaves as a distraction so that he can sabotage the targeting system. Uh, it's all for naught, however, as Paxton reveals that he knows that Trip sabotaged it. Meanwhile, Mayweather flies a shuttle pod consisting of Archer, Reed, and Phlox into the tail of the comet. Uh, there's some trouble, but they successfully land on Mars. Uh, it's the 32nd planet Reed has set foot on and the 248th for Phlox. Yeah, that was a nice touch, I thought. Uh, in the facility, T'Pol meets with Paxton and demands to get help for her sick daughter because she knows Paxton has Taggart syndrome, a genetic disorder that is usually fatal by the time the victim is 20, meaning Paxton has clearly been receiving Rigelian gene therapy, making him a hypocrite. Uh, in the facility, the way team rendezvous with Trip, who has broken out of his cell. Uh, the ray starts powering up. Samuels orders Hoshi to destroy the complex. Archer and the Enterprise team storm the control room. There's a firefight. Archer is locked in the control room with Paxton. Paxton manages to lock the firing sequence. Uh, the pulse fires and hits the water near the Golden Gate Bridge, thanks to Trip. Oh, it was a, a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate for whoever is out in the water. But, yeah, right. But at least Starfleet oh, you know. Command is safe. Yeah, yeah, good thing apparently we don't have any underwater cities right off the coast of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, Captain Starlog, January 22nd, 2155. Enterprise is heading back to Earth and Paxton is in custody. In sick bay, Phlox tells T'Pol and Trip that their daughter, whom T'Pol has named Elizabeth after Trip's sister, mm -hmm. uh, is sick due to the fact that Vulcan and human DNA are incompatible. Wait. Yeah. That can't be. What that about can't Spock? be true. Yeah. Uh, in the launch bay, Mayweather and Reed examined the shuttle pod, uh, trying to discover why things stopped working once they reached the comet. Mayweather discovers that the shuttle pod was sabotaged. They question Kelby, who tells them that Masaro did the maintenance. There's a manhunt for Masaro. Masaro gets the drop on Archer, and Masaro apologizes to Archer before shooting himself in the head with a phase pistol. We don't know that he did. <laughs> He just pointed it at his head, and then there was a firing sound, and then that was it. Well, this is a... I actually see it happen. It's a TV show. It's yeah, a, I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, later on Earth, the alien ambassadors convene. Uh, Archer gives a moving speech about exploring space together. Uh, this, give, this heartens <laughs> the uh, alien ambassadors. It's another Archer speech. Yeah, but it was an important one. Uh, on Enterprise, Mayweather and Gannett start patching things up. So Mayweather now believes Gannett because they caught the Terra Prime agent. <laughs> yeah, whoops, sorry. Sorry I didn't believe you, honey. 
In T'Pol's quarters, a tearful trip tells T'Pol that the delegates want to attend the service for Elizabeth. He also says that Flux discovered that the reason for the DNA incompatibility is due to a flaw in the cloning process that Paxton's doctors used, and that human and Vulcan DNA should in fact be compatible. Uh, T'Pol and Trip hold hands as the episode ends. And the series ends, right? Because <laughs> yeah, this, this is... really felt like the end. <laughs> I mean, this is the beginning of the Federation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, especially the uh, speech that Archer gives and the way they pan, uh, the shot pans across the whole crew. I mean, it really, to me, it felt like the final episode. Um, if only I mean, this were the final episode. Oh, oh <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> but, um, you know... I gotta say that um, the part with wow, the part with Trip and to Paul at the very end. I mean, Trip was uh, the um, he was he was losing it, and I, it even made I was a little bit like affected by it. <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, wait, I shouldn't be feeling this emotional about this episode of Enterprise, but you know. Um, yeah, Connor Trenier was acting his heart out in that oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, he really made you feel it. And, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever, yeah, I, I, I would never have expected that level of emotion, uh, from this show. Um, and, uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, it makes sense because, I mean, it makes sense because it's horrible. But then also, if you think about it, they named her after his sister who died. Yeah. And, and now, and now she's dead too. I mean, come on. Give the guy a break. But, uh, yeah, he, he may not be getting a break, uh, as it were. <laughs> or he's getting a very long break. Yeah. Well, it is almost the end. Um, so what did you think of, of Terra Prime? Or what did you think of rather, I don't know, I would call it the Terra Prime arc? <laughs> uh, the Demons Terra Prime arc. Cause we talked about demons last time. Right. And now we've seen the conclusion of it. Once again, um, I don't think it needed to be a two-parter. No. Like, yeah, that's that's definitely something I was thinking. Yeah, they could have wrapped everything up in one episode mm -hmm. and had a more satisfactory... I mean, okay, there is another episode that is the finale, technically, but... Well, we'll talk about the next episode, I guess, <laughs> and how it doesn't feel like a finale. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I just... It could have had, it was a good way to end the series, but it could have been even stronger if it had not been so quite so dragged out. Yeah. I mean, because I really feel that the underlying events that had, that happened, um, they, they didn't necessitate two episodes. Um, you know, it's actually what Paxton did was very kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he basically said, you know, basically that, that whole storyline, it, it just ended up being, okay, there's this group, they want all the aliens off earth. So they're going to hijack this facility and threaten earth. Right. And it's just like, okay, they go there and they beat them up and they, you know, stop the earth from being, or stop Starfleet from being destroyed. Yeah. I mean, that's it, a really, I, I think it. It works as kind of a, of a finale because, you know, as their final, um, as is, you know, potentially the final mission, they save Starfleet 
you can almost like see this playing out in one of the movies. You know, they save Starfleet from being destroyed and then they uh, are present for the signing of a charter. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're, they're present for the, you know, the signing of this uh, uh, alliance, uh, planetary alliance, you know, treaty or whatever. Right. Um, and then that is becomes what kicks off Starfleet down the road. Um, so I felt like it, it was a pretty, you know, put, put not not the the best finale I would ever have seen, but it was it was at least something that that wrapped things up. Um, but it didn't because there was another episode, <laughs> and the next episode's gonna be so great. You're gonna see this whole series. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Okay. I'm ready for this. So wait, where can I find this episode? Because <laughs> I want to watch it. Oh boy! All right, uh, let's take a little break. Let's steal ourselves for these are the voyages, mm-hmm. the final episode of Star Trek Enterprise. All right, I'm ready. Later tonight, just beyond the next planet, just beyond the next star, the last hour, the last episode ever, one incredible goodbye. Been a hell of a run. I believe I'm going to miss you. As distant future generations look back, Frig is bigger than this. A lot of things change in 200 years. On her last heroic missions, how many died? 71. Her journey ends where the Federation begins. Here's to the next generation. Star Trek Enterprise, the final episode. UPN tonight at nine, eight central. And we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, Episode 22. These are the Voyages, the series finale of Enterprise. Uh, original air date, May 13th, 2005. And this uh, little side note, little fun fact, is this was the second episode of Enterprise I've ever seen. Uh, or when I first saw the <laughs> series. Okay, wait. What was the first? The pilot. The pilot? I saw, so the, saw pi- the pilot. I saw the and pilot the and I was like, nah, I'm out. And then Oh wow. And then I came back for the uh, finale. Well, I'm glad you decided to revisit it. I mean, it's been a pretty great great journey. But we'll talk about that after this. But uh <laughs> yeah, oh, and so I'm guessing you you watched the finale because it was the finale or I watched the finale because you heard I heard about it. <laughs> I I I heard about some uh some surprise appearances. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we'll 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 find out if you if it was actually worth coming back at the tail end. <laughs> All <laughs> Spoiler right. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> take it away, Randy. All right. I've I've got butterflies. So <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. I I feel like uh that 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 bat that was flying around Flox's uh sick bay that one time. I just don't know what to do with myself. Uh yeah, so this episode begins on the NX01 bridge. Uh, Hoshi and Travis are talking about how she's going to be returning to Brazil soon after a certain ceremony. Uh it's then that we learn that they've been on board the Enterprise for 10 years. Yeah, so, you can uh, tell they have uh, I mean Hoshi and Tapal have new hairstyles, they have new mm-hmm. uniforms. Mhm. And they, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, quite a jump ahead from the last episode we saw. Um, Archer comes onto the bridge. He's working on a speech. Uh, he's talking about it with the rest of the crew. You know, he's, has his reservations about whether it's going to be any good or not. Uh, and there's some mention of decommission protocols for the Enterprise. Uh, just then we hear a familiar voice from off screen. Tell the computer to freeze the program. 
and everyone freezes in place. The camera turns to reveal dressed as an NX-01 ensign, none other than Commander William Riker. What? Whoa. Wow. What is going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> what's going on is that this is a holodeck simulation. <laughs> uh, the scene deconstructs, the holodeck is revealed, and Commander Riker walks off the holodeck through the arch and into the opening credits. He doesn't actually walk across the opening credits. That would be pretty um, interesting. That would be. What the, if, what the if he sang the song? <laughs> he plays the trombone. He plays the, the trombone! <laughs> I would have been a, oh, wow, we're really stretching uh, for ways to improve this episode, folks. Uh, we come back, and we get a Riker First Officer's personal log. Uh, we learn that he... On board the Enterprise D, which we get to see in uh, early 2000s CGI. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, we learn that he is uh, awaiting the unexpected arrival of Admiral Pressman, his old commanding officer. Uh, and he says he's going to meet with Counselor Troy to get some insights uh, by calling up a historic hollow program. Hmm. Uh, yeah, right. this, this takes place, uh, during the Star Trek Next Generation episode, uh, The Pegasus. Oh, right, right. Season seven, episode 12. Yeah, so it's not like it's even after what we've seen of TNG. It's, uh, even though, uh, even though Riker and Troy look a bit older, <laughs> um, we're just not supposed to go back and look at that Pegasus episode. Apparently. No, no. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it couldn't have been like, you know, captain riker or anyways um we'll talk about that later <laughs> so like i said we see the enterprise d looking pretty fine and in, in uh in hd uh we go inside to 10 forward and it's hopping as usual uh riker and troy are at a table uh riker's telling troy that he has a problem but unfortunately it's classified she tells him that he should skip ahead in the holo program uh to the part with the andorian uh, he, she also tells him that when he goes back, he should take on the role of the ship's chef because their chef on the NX-01 was the closest thing they had back then to a counselor. And we know, like, Riker likes to cook. Yeah. Riker's great. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see him. Not going to lie. Uh, back on the NX-01, the Enterprise is contacted by none other than Shran, our favorite alien character from enterprise uh turns out archer uh, i guess in the intervening years uh has come to believe that shran is dead uh that's not the case obviously shran tells archer that his daughter tella has been abducted by some old quote-unquote business associates and that she's been taken to rigel 10 which you might remember from the pilot broken bow uh, in his quarters, Archer is listening to Paul as she argues against helping Shran. Archer, though, says that they owe it to him for all he did in helping them defeat the Zendi. Uh, then they discuss the crew's final meal, uh, and Archer tells Porthos, who we see for the final time, uh, that the chef has promised him six different kinds of cheese. So Porthos is going to get a nice final meal. Holographic Porthos. Polygraphic Porthos. Hollow Porthos. We know that the real Porthos was uh, lost in a transporter incident. <laughs> uh, sorry, spoiler alert. In the galley, uh, T'Pol is talking with Chef Riker 
uh, about the conundrum that faces the crew uh, involving Shran. Uh, Riker is, of course, making plomeek broth uh, and asks uh, her what ingredient she'd like in it. Uh, during the conversation, Topal reveals some of what she's learned from being around the humans for 10 years, uh, seeming to uh, kind of have gotten what he wanted out of the conversation. Riker freezes the program and then leans in and gives to Paul a really creepy kiss. That I is weird. What the kiss is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was just odd. Like, like, wait, she can't resist you kissing her. <laughs> this is a frozen hologram. Uh, back on the enterprise D Riker is looking through a crew roster on a pad. When Troy enters, uh, it turns out these are the crew of his old ship, the Pegasus. Uh, after a quick conversation, he takes Troy on a tour of the NX-01. Uh, they head to engineering where they run across Trip and Reed discussing the fact that this is their final mission together. Uh, as a little bit of a spoiler, uh, at the end of this scene, Troy reveals that Trip doesn't survive the mission. So, um, we have that to look forward to. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> One of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah, she just kind of, you know, offhand says, oh, it's a real shame that he didn't realize he wouldn't survive the mission. Uh -huh. In the Situation Room, Archer and Shran are planning their mission on Rigel 10. We find out that the kidnappers believe that Shran has stolen a Tenebian amulet. Uh, but to Paul, he claims he, by the way, he claims that he never did. But uh, to Paul has managed to use some photos of it to replicate a highly accurate replica that can stand up to even micron-level scrutiny. Uh, at this point, Troy, uh, Troy freezes the program and tells Riker that she thinks Archer is actually kind of cute uh, before leaving for an appointment with Reg. Uh, and I made a note, that's Reginald Barkley. So lots of little, you know, nods to TNG. Uh, on a shuttle pod... Uh, we see uh, some of the Enterprise crew, along with Riker, who is dressed as a Mako. T'Pol and Trip are on the shuttle pod, and they discuss their estranged relationship and her worry that they won't see each other again after this mission. Trip tells her not to worry and promises that they'll see each other again. On Rigel 10, they find the kidnappers and initiate an exchange uh, for the amulet. But it turns out the amulet was really just a flashbang of sorts, and a firefight ensues between the Makos and the confused kidnappers. Uh, at one point, the catwalk Trip is on gets shot, and it collapses, but Archer manages to pull him up, so that's, that's clearly not when he bites it. Uh, back on the NX-01, Shran thanks Archer, and leaves with his daughter. Um, I, I noted that after thanking Archer, his daughter Tella calls him a pink skin. So we get that again. Uh, back on Enterprise D, uh, we get a scene where Data calls Troy, um, and he makes a joke, or rather there is a joke about Data not understanding the term rain check. So... Anyways, uh, Riker enters and confides that the Pegasus disaster uh, actually happened because the ship was outfitted with a prototype cloaking device, uh, which we know is uh, a serious no-no. Uh, Starfleet, he, he believes that Starfleet uh, and uh, his former commanding officer want to continue experiments against the Treaty of Algeron. 
Uh, and he wants to warn Picard about this, but he's kind of afraid to do it. Uh, back on the NX-01 holographic recreation, uh, he's acting as chef again as he asks various crew members for their thoughts about Trip. Uh, in the captain's mess on the NX-01, Archer and Trip toast to the quote-unquote next generation. Uh, Get it? Yeah, while drinking a bottle of whiskey that was gifted to Archer's father by none other than Zephyrin Cochran. Because, you know, Zephyrin Cochran, he loved his whiskey. Mm-hmm. Just then, the ship is boarded by the alien kidnappers from earlier in the episode. They threaten Archer and the ship. Trip, uh, seeming a bit out of character here, offers to help them if they don't harm Archer, and Archer is subsequently knocked out by the kidnappers. Trip leads them to a comm relay station, where he says he needs to make a modification. Instead, he joins two plasma relays together, uh, before at the last moment shouting, you can all go straight to hell and blowing himself up along with the kidnappers. I'm just uh, shaking my head right now. <laughs> it's okay. We're almost done. Trip is taken to sick bay and I noted he looks awful. Uh, Flox has him rush, rushed into the sick bay's imaging device as Trip apologizes to Archer for getting him knocked out. Uh, cut to later in Trip's quarters, where T'Pol is packing up his belongings. Archer arrives, and it's then we learn, or if we couldn't already tell, that Trip has died. Archer does uh, not seem very broken up about it in this not scene. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, there's there's no indication. And I, I, we can talk about it in a minute, but, I mean, it's just so like out of character. Especially after we just saw an episode where we see how broken up Trip was about his daughter dying. Yeah, and Archer and Trip are supposed to be best friends. Yeah, and there there there's a little bit uh, some notes here coming up about that. Uh Archer uh well, so w- while he's there with Paul, Archer ponders if their mission was worthwhile at all uh, given that Trip has died. Uh Paul says that Trip would agree that the mission was worthwhile. Uh next we get a scene where Trip it's, so it's, this is it's it's er, earlier in the episode, so obviously uh, Riker has gone back to an earlier point in time, uh, where Riker is the chef in the galley, and Trip enters. Uh, Trip talks with uh, the chef Riker about how much he trusts and cares for Archer, um, and I made a note that I think maybe this is the what Riker was looking for. Yeah, it's this. Whole, it's not really clear. Yeah, it's very weird that Riker would be going to this moment in Enterprise's timeline to get help with to get telling help Picard. With, yeah, about a, a illegal cloaking device on his old ship. Right. I, I was, don't understand, but I think maybe this was the moment they were looking for. He was looking for. I don't know. It was very confusing for me. Yeah, because basically, Trip just talks about. You know, how, like, he knows without a doubt that he can trust Archer. And that's, you know, like, he, he hasn't found that in many people. That he he absolutely trusts Archer. And I don't really know what the message is here. Um, but they do talk about... Um, Trip talks... Uh, asks Riker, basically, as the chef, what he's going to do next. And Riker kind of responds with, like, Wait, what? How do you know about my decision I have to make? Uh, but it's clear that it's, you know... It's a different context. But uh, regardless of that, Tripp says that he's sure uh, that Chef Riker will make the right choice. 
I, I, that must be the whole reason for this, I guess. I, I guess, but how did... Uh, just how did Troy know that that existed in there? It's so minute. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe maybe it's like, oh, you have to learn to trust Picard, but Picard is an archer. And they've known each other for a very long time already. Exactly. And I think our, I think Riker and Picard already trust each other implicitly. implicitly. Right. Um, anyways, well, moving on. <laughs> uh finally we are at starfleet command inside a big uh arena basically uh where we see travis uh hoshi and reed taking their seats uh reed of course of course is very grumpy and complains about uh how far away from the action their seats are uh reed and travis are, are talking with hoshi and they reveal that after this they'll actually be sticking with archer on whether whatever his next mission is uh, backstage, T'Pol and Phlox are speaking with Archer. Uh, Phlox uh, makes a comment that he wouldn't be surprised if this alliance expands. Uh, Phlox wishes uh, Archer good luck, uh, but says he's always had an ample supply of it before giving his creepy Denobulan giant smile. Uh, he takes off, uh, and T'Pol uh, decides to stay behind backstage, while Archer heads out to give his speech. Uh, Archer turns, and T'Pol tells him he looks very heroic. And so Archer returns and gives T'Pol a hug. Uh, Archer and T'Pol, or rather, Archer walks out onto the, uh, kind of the red carpet on the way to give his speech, uh, when we see Riker and Troy, uh, standing on the balcony, talking about how they've basically seen this whole speech before. I think uh, Troy says that it's like everyone in grade school has to memorize this speech. Uh, as uh, Archer walks out to give a speech, Riker says to Troy that he's ready to go talk with Picard, and they cut away. And then we get a scene of the Enterprises AD and NX-01 uh, flying through space with their respective captains delivering their parts of the famous space, the final frontier speech. And that's the end of the series. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, yeah, this is the end and it's basically a TNG episode, not an enterprise episode. Right. So. <laughs> I, I don't even really, I think know where to begin. Um, I, I'm sure that this has been, this has been discussed many, many times over yeah. the years by others. Of course. Um, so there's, there's probably a lot out there if you want to see people rage. I mean, I think the immediate thing I did after this episode ended was I Googled Enterprise Finale Y. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I mean, it, 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 it ah, it just, it, it doesn't, well, like you said, it's, well, first of all, it's not really even an Enterprise episode. No. It's a TNG episode. Um, it doesn't resolve anything. It kills off one of the best characters for kind of no reason. I mean, how many times have they been in much dire, much far, far more dire circumstances and everyone has survived? Yeah. And then all of a sudden Trip is like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself to see. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm going to just go over here and you take these guys with me. Um, okay. I mean, we've seen an episode where Trip is basically John McClane from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And then now he's just like, oh, no, I'm going to 
go out with these aliens. And, and then, like you mentioned, I mean, it, it, it's it's a tiny moment in the episode, but just the fact that Archer doesn't even seem that affected by it. Um, I, you know, that part of me leads to believe leads me to believe that I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot at work here. I think, but but part of it, like especially that the the fact that Scott Bakula was just kind of like emotionless during it like i have to i have to wonder how much of this was just like oh we got canceled like we're not even really going to try <laughs> um well, i mean it's I probably like to think big, that they're professionals yeah i mean so that's a big disservice to them as professionals but you know i mean maybe it comes down to the director you know maybe a lot of things like maybe he was like oh yeah that that cuts fine <laughs> or that takes fine um but there's just so much wrong with it um and and it, it really, you know, even more so after watching this episode, I just found myself thinking, like, why couldn't Terra Prime have been the final episode? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, Terra Prime is the final episode. Mm-hmm. They don't even acknowledge this one as an, the Enterprise In finale. In canon, yeah. Really, that's interesting. Um, I don't blame them. It really does just seem disconnected. You know, if it weren't for the crew talking about how this is their final mission. And, and even, you know, I, I even got to say the, the part at the end where, uh, Archer's going to go give his speech at the signing of the charter. We don't even get to hear the speech. No, it's the first time it we don't hear away. an Archer speech. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh folks, you've heard enough Archer speeches during four seasons. This most important speech, probably in all of Starfleet history, we're not going to show you so weird to sum up this episode in one word i would say unsatisfactory uh because we don't see any resolution to any of the enterprise characters Mm -hmm. and this is like for example all good things the Mm. tng finale you got to see a little bit of where everyone what everyone's going to do in the future Mm -hmm. yeah because they used an interesting um kind of story mechanic to do that right and then this one is like oh these characters exist but we're going to focus more on Riker and his inner turmoil about speaking to picard about the pegasus <laughs> yeah like uh come on it's like come on Riker. like really we're making this all about you like i we know that mayweather i well i don't even know what mayweather was gonna do or read or you know, like we know Hoshi's going back to Brazil. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Flocks is going to do. Um, we don't really know anything. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you know they knew they knew this was the finale. This was going to be the finale. There's no reason why they couldn't have wrapped things up. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking into it, like. Uh, Brandon Braga wanted this to be like a celebration of Star Trek in general. Mm, okay. And, but it didn't work. It really didn't pan out because, I mean, well, first of all, why then kill a character off? Right. If you want us to celebrate the fact that Star Trek has been on, you know, for however many years and however many different series, like, well, why do you have to put that in there? You know that Trip... I mean, they have to know how beloved Trip is by fans. I don't know. It really didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) 
like if they wanted to do it as a celebration for Star Trek, there are much better ways they could have gone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, Doctor Who had a 50th anniversary special that did a bang up job of celebrating Doctor Who throughout mm-hmm. the ages. And they kind of had that where they tacked on like, oh, here's all the here's Kirk saying the line and, uh, you know, Picard and mm-hmm. whatever. But that was, like you said, tacked on. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, just a little very, bit at the end. Very end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, here's this really bad episode. And then here's this thing that's supposed to make you excited about all the years you've spent watching Star Trek. <laughs> Remember this stuff? Remember how great it was? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I will definitely not watch this episode again. No, I feel. I, I watched this episode twice. <laughs> ah, I'm so sorry. I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I I really don't know what they were thinking. Well, yeah, and it's it's a real shame to to leave off talking about Enterprise by talking about this. Yeah, I mean, but that's how Enterprise fans felt, right? It's a betrayal to Enterprise fans. They're expecting mm-hmm. the finale, the conclusion to the series that they spent four years watching mm-hmm. with these and, characters they've learned to like and all that. Yeah, and that, you know, was getting, you know, for a lot of them, I know, you know, from watching documentaries, that, you know, that this, you know, they were pretty upset that, that Paramount was canceling Star Trek, a Star Trek series. Yeah, and... It, that it, a lot of people really liked at the time. And a lot of fans liked. And, and as we've been watching, it's been getting better. Uh, oh, the yeah. series was getting cool. better. And then all of a sudden, there's this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that the show, you know, I mean, it's to kind of talk about basically the journey we've been been on watching this show. I mean, we've definitely seen this show kind of, you know, reform itself and 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 mature over time and become something that was a it was a very worthy Star Trek show. And I, you know, you know, regard regardless of the of the cancellation, I mean, I do think that if it had if it had made its full run, I could see, you know, a fifth season of, of Enterprise have really dialed things in mm-hmm. and really gotten really good. Yeah. Um they were on the they were on the path to that. And, you know, I know that in television, it's like you can't have a show that's been on for four seasons that hasn't, you know, really figured it out yet. But, yeah, to 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 cap it off like this is such a shame. Yeah, it's a real slap in the face. Yep. That's the best way to put it. Um, that's what it felt like. So what do you think of the series as a whole? Um, you know, this is the first time you and I have seen the series in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I would say, despite the fact that it had, you know, quite a few ups and downs, I really, I, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I think it added something to Star Trek canon um, that, you know, I, I feel like it was important. There were, there were definitely some things that happened, some characters they were introduced. You know, I, I feel like they were very memorable. Um, definitely some of the characters, you know, never got fully explored. I mean, Travis, Hoshi... You know, they're characters that I just, they're, they're more, more or less, I mean, it sound really bad, but we're just kind of like background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then you had characters like Trip and T'Pol and, and Flocks and Archer. I mean, as much as Archer, you know, ticked me off a lot, you know, I mean, he's very memorable. Um, 
uh, to Paul, it was a very, you know, very interesting character. Ended up liking her a lot. I, I couldn't really stand that character at first. Um, and, you know, I, f- I felt like it, it, it gave some, there were some real highlights that, you know, gave some, some background to some things that, that happened on what would be like chronologically um, later Star Treks. Um, Shran, I mean, was a real standout. I think he was one of the best characters from all of Star Trek, uh, you know, lore. Uh, I'm really, really glad to have, have seen that character. Um, and there, you know, there are some cool things that happened. So, you know, overall, um, you know, I would say, um, well, I still haven't watched DS9, uh, but I would, I would definitely, you know, um, not discount this series. Yeah. I think when I first watched this or first watched the pilot, I was, I just wrote it off because it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, I guess, from the series or from a Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wasn't interested in the characters. And um, I don't know. I was burned out, I guess. But throughout our journey of watching the series, I've really come to like the char- a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, I do recommend that if you haven't seen it, that you should check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's definitely going to be some rough spots. Uh, it doesn't start off the strongest. But, you know, the whole Zindi conflict it was when it really hit its stride. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think... <laughs> I think if you're going to watch any, any ex- extended or sustained run of the show, it would be season three. Mm-hmm. Season three was pretty great, and and a lot of it had to do with just the fact that they had that Zindi, the the Zindi story arc that that lasted the entire season. Um, that was really that was really neat, and it was cool that they referenced that in uh, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's clearly you know they haven't they haven't purged Enterprise from their memories. You know, it's, <laughs> it's still still definitely uh, has its place. Uh, and maybe you know we'll we'll see with uh, with Discovery coming up. You know it's set in between Enterprise and the original series, I believe, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll see some more references to Archer and the gang. It'd be really great if that show somehow found a way to redeem <laughs> like, <laughs> the end of the series. You know, or maybe even retcon some of it. So like, like trips alive, or like. Yeah, like what? What if they, you know, the Discovery is getting ready to leave at space dock, and you know, well, you know, uh, I don't know if he'd be an admiral, but you know what I mean. Like Trip is here to oversee the repa- oversee the final check on the warp core or something. You <laughs> know, see, like, that's the reason Archer wasn't upset is because Trip was alive the whole time. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, maybe I don't know the exact time difference, but you know, maybe Trip would be really old. But you know, kind of like they did with having you know, like Bones and Scotty on <laughs> TNG. Maybe they'll find some way to get. Oh, what if at some point they get Porthos out of the transporter? Mm. That'd be great. Anyways, yeah. So uh, there, we did it. <laughs> that, it's, that's enterprise uh, it's, it's there a shame. you go folks it's just a shame it ended with such a whimper but yeah well maybe maybe at some point we'll get a uh, we'll get it to do who knows you know they're always they're always going back to things uh but yeah you definitely should see ds9 yeah we we got to watch that but thing is i don't think we have enough time before discovery starts in may 
uh, no. to get in all of DS9 or yeah, DS9 or, is seven or even seasons a, or even a season of DS9. So, but we have been talking about what we want to do next. Yes, uh, we're thinking the movies. Yeah, uh, all we'll all the movies, the movies. Uh, from the motion picture to beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could just take one per episode and uh, kind of recap what happened in it and then talk about what we thought about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we've been doing. And then uh, by the time we're done with those, uh, we'll be ready to start talking about a series neither of us has seen before. Unless you're keeping something from me. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I've seen all of Discovery already. <sighs> How is it? You got to tell me. <laughs> well, it's pretty good, except for this one part. Ugh, well, the part where they killed Trip was really bad. But... Oh, they kill him again? Yeah, they brought him back and then they killed him off. God, he and his sister just getting <laughs> killed multiple times. No, but I'm really excited to to rewatch the movies. I know that you've been doing that recently, uh, but you ready to do it again? Sure. I, I love the movies, uh, except yeah. for some of the later TNG ones were little not great well maybe we'll just cover all of them in one episode very briefly (laughs) we'll see we'll see what happens yeah Uh, okay thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you then all right see you soon